Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys and girls, man. Welcome back to the We Have a Word podcast, man. I'm your host, Zach. I'm so glad to have you guys here with me on today. I hope you all have had a blessed day on today. In Jesus' name, as I always say, that's a bar right there, you feel me? And welcome back to our bonus segment, man. If you are new to Check Your DMs, you're probably wondering, Zach, what is Check Your DMs? Well, that's a great question. So it's a play on words. And so what Check Your DMs is is we have we live in a social media culture where we are able to communicate with each other through various means such as Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, Twitter, excuse me. And we all have various ways to communicate with one another on those apps. But the main way is through direct messages or DMs. And so we have three options when people send us messages or want to send us a message through these various social media platforms. You can choose to accept decline or ignore the message that they send so that in the same sense right here how i'm presenting the word of god to you all is i present the message and you look at the description it the the message requests start to pile up so and the choice is completely up to you you can accept the message you can decline the message or you can ignore the message but at the end of the day i still have to do what god has called me to do and to present the message to you guys so with that being said Check your DMs number three. Y'all are probably wondering what it's going to be. That's a bar right there. (laughs) So how I'm going to start off this episode is a little bit different. So for those of you who have me on Facebook, I sent out a message yesterday, June 29th, and I put out a picture and I said, I remember that the Holy Spirit had for me to put out this picture on Facebook and on the We Have a Word Instagram page, right? And so if you saw the picture, I said, once you begin to understand the importance of this picture, then you'll understand the significance of the message that is being portrayed today. And so the verse I'm going to be coming from for you guys or verse is I'm coming from Mark chapter two, verses one through 12. And this is when Jesus had healed a paralytic. Right. So I'm going to read it for you guys. I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum. The people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four of them. Remember that. Verse four says, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. And after digging through it, lowered the mat. The paralyzed man was lying on (laughs) when Jesus saw their faith. Remember that when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, look, here come the here come the religious leaders of the law. Watch this. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Watch what Jesus say. Watch what Big J say. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to the paralytic or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. Watch verse 10. But that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Look at verse 12. He got up, took his mats, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, 
and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. So now I'm going to talk about the picture that I posted on Instagram and on my Facebook the other day. And so what the picture entails, it's three figures or three people that are trying to link up hand in hand to reach a flag, at which is their destination or their goal. And they're trying to do it together. Now, here's the title that I have for you guys. You have three message requests from the We Have a Word podcast. And the title of this message is called Get You Some Friends. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, Zach, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you trying to say? Uh, I, I got friends. I, I got friends. I'm aware of that. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. When I say this, I mean, get you some friends that are like these four gentlemen in the passage of the scripture. Right. And so it's so important in our walks with Christ that we have friends like this. These four men set the standard, right? <laughs> As we see in this passage of scripture. Yes, Jesus is the ultimate friend because it says in the word of God that he sticks closer than the brother and the relationship that we have with him. He sticks to you closer than a friend and all these other characteristics that Jesus portrays. But right here in this passage of scripture, we see that they're in Capernaum. Jesus is teaching in Capernaum, right? And let's talk about, I'm going to add on some phrases to, to get you some friends. Get you some friends who will pray for you. Get you some friends who understand your spiritual situation. What do I mean by that? That means that you got to you got to have a circle around you so tight. You got to have people around you that care about you so much and care about you not only physically, mentally and emotionally, but also your spiritual well-being as well. And so we see in this passage of scripture that these four men understood their friend's situation. They may have been they have they may not have been able to sympathize because they were all able to walk. But they understand that they've known their friend for so long and they understand his physical ailment. He is physically afflicted. He's paralyzed. He can't walk. You see it in the scripture. But they have enough faith to speak life into him when he's distressed or worried or fearful or anxious. And he's like, man, I don't know when I'm going to be able to walk again. I'm going to be stuck on this bed forever. I'm not going to be able to walk on my own power. But his friends speak life into him. And so there's an opportunity right here for them. Look at verse four. They have the, there's three challenges that I see, four challenges that I see for the four young men and their friend right here in this passage of scripture. It says, remember, there's no room. They have to get through a crowd first. The entire multitude of people who came to see D Jesus teach, right? So they got to get through the crowd. But look, what, look, their faith. It was their faith that propelled them to get them to the right person or to their destination or to their goal. And in the passage of scripture right here, it's Jesus. They're taking him to the right place because they heard about Jesus. They know what he can do. They've seen him perform miracles. They've seen him heal people. They've seen him raise the dead. They've seen him cast out demons. Jesus, Big J, the son of man. The son of God who sits at the right hand of the father, man. They've seen it. So they hear that Jesus is coming to Capernaum and they say, man, boys, I'm just crazy enough to believe that we can get our friend to Jesus so that he can be healed, that he can be made whole, that he can be delivered and set free from this physical affliction. And the other three are like, we believe it too. So guess what they did? Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, first, they got to get through the crowd, right? Two, 
they're lifting up their friend on this physical mat. Let me stop right there and, and, and expound on that for you guys. When you have friends that lift you up in prayer and they understand where you are spiritually in this current time or in the present, they lift you up. That is what prayer is. It's an uplifting. It means you are, especially if you're interceding for somebody on another person's behalf, right? That means that you are willing to take their place, so to speak. Let me give it to you like this. What intercession basically is, it's like if a friend of mine is sitting in a seat and he asks me, he has to get ready to go somewhere or leave for a certain period of time. He says, hey, man, can you watch my seat for me? And I'm like, sure. So how I watch his seat, you remember when you were little, when you wanted to save somebody's seat, <laughs> you put like a certain body part on there or something like that and hold their seat for him. And if anybody tried to come by and sit down, you'd be like, no, somebody else is sitting right here. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> or even you'll go to this extent to sit in their chair for them. And, you know, the evidence of why they were there in that chair, the chair's warm. So that's a, that's just an example of what intercession is. So but when you are interceding on behalf of others who you care about, friends specifically, just speaking about this family, loved ones, whatever the case may be, you're sitting there and you're feeling what they're feeling. That's what intercession is. You're in the fire with them. You're in the situation with them. You may not understand it fully, but you're there with them and you understand where they are currently in their situation or in their circumstance or in their challenge or in their trial or in their tribulation that they may be going through. You're there with them. And so when they don't have the strength to pray for themselves, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, oh man, oh man. When you don't have the strength to pray for yourself, when you don't have the faith to lift yourself up, to speak life into your situation, get you some friends that understand Man, like I see that he's down and out right now. I'm going to lift him up. So how I see these four young men, they're lifting their friend up one by one. Man, I see that you've been struggling right now with the battle of the mind. Lift him up. And he takes a corner of the bed or the mat and lifts it up. Then you have another friend that says, man, I understand that you're struggling financially right now. I'm going to pray for you. Lift them up. Then you got another friend on the other corner that says, man, I see you've been struggling Man, with anxiety and depression, I'm going to pray that we can lift that thing off of you in Jesus' name. Lift them up. Then you got the fourth person who says, man, I really see you've been struggling, man. You've just been struggling. Life, been, life has been hard on you, man. So I'm going to pray for you and pray that God gives you the strength to persevere and to push through. Lift them up. That is what these four young men are doing in the passage of this scripture. So as they're getting him through the crowd, they have him in a mat. They have the four corners of this mat. That the paralytic is sitting on and they're lifting him to the destination. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. So now we got two of the challenges out the way, right? They're lifting their friend up. They're getting him through the crowd, right? Look what it says. It says, since they cannot get him to Jesus because of the crowd, guess what they did? They made an opening in the roof above Jesus. And after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. So here's challenge number three. <laughs> they done got him to where they need him to be, but he's not there yet. He's close. He's close. He's almost there. He's almost there. But there's something they got to do. Can you imagine the faith that not only you have, but here right now, your faith is wavered right now, like the paralytic right here. But imagine having friends that are willing to pull back a roof. <laughs> oh, 
Imagine having a circle that has the faith that these four young men have to pull back a roof. They are crazy enough, so spirit-filled, so faith-filled enough that they are willing to pull back a roof for you if it means that they can get you to Jesus, to get you to the right person who has the right tools and the right resources. Jesus, they are willing to pull back a roof physically for you. That means they're willing to go to war for you or go to bat for you. It don't matter what the situation may look like or the circumstance, whatever the case may be. You know, sometimes we have friends, you know, and we got this phrase that we like to say, L." That means for life. <laughs> Regardless if you are in the right or in the wrong, I got you. For life or L." <laughs> Some even go on to say 5L. That means five forever and after. Like, <laughs> you know. And so these friends right here, I got to get a little Southern with y'all. So that way you understand, you know, you see in the passage of the scripture right here that these friends, they willing to go to the ends of the earth for their friend, man. If it means that they can witness their friend receiving a miracle, man. And when you have friends like that, man, when you have a circle like that, man, keep them around. That circle holds so much value and so much weight. Because it's important to have friends like that, man. People who not only understand you from a physical, emotional, and mental standpoint, but to be able to understand your spiritual situation, man. And you see right here, these friends of his were crazy enough to pull back a roof and dig through it. So you might be asking me, Zach, what was the end result because of what their friends did? So verse 5 says, when Jesus saw their faith. <laughs> When Jesus saw their faith, it's because of their faith, they were able to get their friend to the right place. Like I told y'all, man, remember that picture I told you about? There were three individuals that were trying to hold hand in hand, going up a mountain to get to a flag. That flag is their destination or their goal. The goal was to get their friend healed and to experience a miracle in his life. See, but you're going to have some people in life like the religious leaders right here that are like, wait a minute. He wasn't he wasn't like this when I saw him a month ago. She wasn't like this when I saw her six months ago. They weren't like this last week. They were down and out last week. What are they doing? What are they doing all, all cheerful and joyful and happy and or content or patient? Last week, they wanted to punch a hole in the wall. Now they're sitting here happy as can be. I don't understand how this happened. And so watch the religious leaders in the text right here. Watch this. So, you know, I'm not crazy. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, <laughs> why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? There's going to be a lot of people in life that are going to try to make sense of the situation. Like, wait a minute, weren't they just homeless six, seven months ago? And now they're sitting here with a car, an apartment, a new job. Some people, it's not going to make sense because you won't understand it. <laughs> You not going to understand, not unless you really, truly understand how God operates and how he wants to do things. He can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, with whoever he wants. <laughs> and so that whoever in the in the text right here just so happened to be the paralytic. And so Jesus is saying right here, he already knew what they was thinking. He said Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them. Why are you thinking these things? <laughs> Look, and then he, then he tests them. Which is easier? 
to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But you see right here in verse 10, Jesus lets us know this big J, this is the son of God we're talking about, but that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Watch this. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. And guess what the end result was? He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this, man. So, so man, I see a lot of myself in the passage of the scripture right here, man. Cause I was once like that paralytic, man. I, I was spiritually crippled. I've been spiritually drained. I've been spiritually frustrated. I have gone through times in my life where my faith has been wavered, man. And I've had the right people around me, man. I've had the right circle around me who not only understands me on a physical, emotional, and mental level, but they understand my spiritual situation, man. And they have interceded on my on my behalf and have lifted me up just like the paralytic, man. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to walk again. I thought I wasn't going to be able to get myself back. I thought I wasn't going to be able to um, do the things God has called me to do. But yet I always have somebody in my circle who has been willing to intercede for me, man. Those that I know and those that I don't know, man. So, and shout out to my family as well, man. Always keeping me in their prayers, man. Mom and dad, I love you. Little bro, big bro, I love you, man. Um, and I just want to shout out my circle, my friends, man, my people, my group, man, you know, for looking after me, my church family, for always praying for me, man. Like, I just want to, I just want to extend gratitude to the ones that show love for me and I show love for them, man. And it's so important. You see in this passage of scripture right here, man, why it's so important to get you some friends like that, man. Get you some surround yourself with people like that, man, because it says in the word of God that bad company. Yes, it is specific. Bad company corrupts good morals. So it's important you surround yourself with people who not only care about you, but are willing to go to bat for you and have the faith just like these four gentlemen to get their friend through a crowd, carry him on his bed, get him to the roof, tear a hole in the roof, dig in the roof and lower him down to Jesus, man. So please remember that on today. Um, I just want to say that, man, like this right here, this is such a powerful message, man, because it's so important that you surround yourself with people who not only support you physically, but they are also there to support you and to uplift you or to edify. Like I say, edification means to uplift or encourage. That is what we're supposed to do as believers in Christ. We're supposed to go out into the world. It says to go unto all nations and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we we are commissioned to encourage and uplift others. And so, but the basis of that is love. You, I talked about it in the last segment. You have to have love. That's the essential ingredient in the formula, man. In order for us to be the true people God has called us to be, we have to have love in our hearts and not just any type of love. This has to be the love that's exemplified, that's been characterized with 1 Corinthians chapter 13 like Paul spoke about. And if we're not doing that, something's wrong, man. So, man, I just want to close out in prayer. Father God, as we close on another episode, Lord, I thank you. Woo! Lord, I thank you for just being the friend that I've needed in my life, Lord God. I thank you 
for being like one of these four men, Lord God, and lifting me up, Lord God, taking me and carrying me on your shoulders, Lord God, lifting, tearing a hole through the roof, Lord God, doing anything that you need to do, deem necessary, Lord God, to get me to have an intimate relationship with your son. And Lord, I thank you for this relationship that has been implemented in my life. Lord, I thank you for the people that you surrounded me with. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done for me, Lord God, because I see myself in the scripture. I see myself, Lord God, where once could have that that mat that I'm laying on or that the paralytic was laying on could have been his deathbed. But Lord, I thank you that you breathe life into me and everyone around me, Lord God. I thank you for that. Lord, I ask that you would just sur surround the individuals who are listening to this episode with the right people who have the right intentions, Lord God, to be able to lift them up in times of need. And most importantly, get them to you, Lord God, because we need you now more than ever. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for the people that you placed in my life. Lord, those that may have left and those that are still here and have remained fervent. Lord, I thank you for the the, the, the godly friendships and the relationships that you've given me, Lord God. And I pray for the listener who is listening to this episode, Lord God, that you would surround them with people who have their best interests at heart. But Lord God, most importantly, that understand that it is important to uplift and encourage one another in times of distress, Lord God, confusion, fear, worry, anxiety. Lord, we cast down those things right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I, I pray right now that whoever is listening, whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. Lord, I thank you for what you've done on today. I thank you for this word. Lord, I pray that this word goes forth and that it lands on good ground so that it may bear much fruit. Lord, help us to be receptive to this word, Lord God, so that we may edify the body of Christ, but to glorify the kingdom of God, Lord God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer for it's in your precious Son, Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And amen. Y'all, the reason why I'm so emotional is because, man, like, I thank God, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thank God for where he's taken me and where he's placed me and where he's get, what he's getting ready to do. Hear me and hear me well that the month of July, you thought June was a good month. Wait, just wait, wait till when July hits, God is getting ready to do something so miraculous and so powerful. It is like nothing that you have ever seen. You're going to be just like the people, the crowd in Mark chapter two. What did they say at the end at verse 12? We have never seen anything like this. So buckle up, get ready because God is getting ready to do something mighty. He's getting ready to do something so mighty that we have never seen this type of move before. So prepare your hearts, prepare your minds, have your hands open and ready to receive. God bless you. I love you guys. I love you. I can't stress that enough. I love you. Regardless if you know me or you don't know me, I love you. Most importantly, God loves you more. I pray that you all have a great rest of the week. And I pray that as you go forth, man, remember to get you some friends just like the men in Mark chapter two, man. I love y'all. God bless you. Have a great rest of the week in Jesus name, as we always say. Praise God, man.